0: 24 Cross Media. We are back, G. McElwitty coming at you with another edition of the Outlaw Blitz Podcast. Big fella, we won't get too dangerous today. I know you've had a little bit of a twisty weekend.
1: You sound under the weather too a little bit.
0: Yeah, throat's a little scratchy, uh, dealing sinus type stuff.
1: What in the blue hell was that song?
0: Oh, it's uh, Jackie Blue. Okay. Really good. Uh, just I heard it the other day, and I'm like, man, that's our opening.
1: Is that a new tune or no,
0: dude? It's like seventies.
1: I was gonna say it had it, definitely had an old retro, like my dick has sideburns now type of feel. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, mine has a ponytail. It does.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not a man bun either. No, right? no, a no, ponytail.
0: No, full, full down the back. It's feathered <laughs> in the front though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What's going on, dude?
0: Not much. Uh, Daytona 500 day. Yeah. While we're recording.
1: I saw you cooked a nice piece of meat.
0: Yeah, I did a nice roast beef. You know, the thing is, is like, I should have went with my gut instinct. Which was? Go a little bit lower temperature. Longer? No, no. I think I had the time right. Okay. But I think I had the temperature about 25 degrees, a little bit hot, warm. Okay. They were all like... Three fifty, three seventy five, and I'm like, mm, I think I should be like three twenty five.
1: And you came in what pretty pretty well done?
0: Uh nah, sections of it were like medium. Okay. Like medium. No, but like most people like their roast beef rare. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um tender it, though? Yeah, for the most part. Good. You know, like down near the ends it was like fucking shoe leather. That happens though. That but that's does. roast beef, right? It is. That's, it's
1: it's what you're it's why you roast it because it's normally hard hard working muscle, tough cut of mm-hmm. meat. But the best flavor comes yeah. from those cuts. So Yep. Well worth it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh if I had a slicer, i would have a nice uh sandwich Shit, thing yeah. for tomorrow, you know, but again, you'd want it rare. Right.
1: Like you, you want a like stained glass thin when you cut it too.
0: Yeah. Yep. So. Where it's coming to pieces. Hell like yeah. Shredding apart shredded, yeah. Yep. So, So yeah, that wasn't bad, and I did green beans with it, and I'm on the diet, and I'm um, I'm, uh, logging a lot of what I'm eating, which is helping because I'm seeing it. Okay. I could do a little bit better on the water and a little bit... I could do a little bit more water and a little bit less sugar.
1: (laughs) Where do you find yourself getting the sugar from? Um, Because it, it... you don't realize the sources until you actually like you said start to log shit.
0: Nutty bars? <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, that's an easy one. No,
0: um so so what I'm what I'm kind of doing is uh I started looking at the Noom. Have you seen Noom? Yes. Have you seen commercials. Yeah, sure. Um it's really just an app that like kind of is a coaching type thing. So like fan of the show Buddy Townsy, he's down like 75 pounds and like right. eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks, yeah. Two months. He's been since uh, Thanksgiving. And he's doing, I can't remember the name of the thing he's doing, but it was like $395. You buy your food through them and all them. And he's doing phenomenal with it. I mean, obviously, he's down like 75 pounds. right? Um, He's doing a really good job with it. And I was like, you know, here's the ultimate thing. If you or I, either one of us, are going to lose weight you're going to get yourself back on track. <clears throat> There's no shortcuts. you got to do it the right way. Right. So, ultimately, you know, the idea is don't take the shortcuts. Do the right path. Kind of, you know, like, you can always lie to yourself. Oh, you know, whatever. I don't eat that much. And then you look at the shit and you're like. Yeah, you do. So, with Noom, it kind of breaks down. Anything you type in there, it'll tell you. Right. Pretty much anything you do. And if it's how much of your how much of your day was green how much of your day was yellow and how much was orange like stuff you should eat less, a lot less of right so like you know certain things you eat and you're like well that's all orange yeah no shit but like a lot of stuff that's in the green i like right like i'm a big big vegetable guy and certain nuts and certain uh just certain other other foods like you know and then and then the yellow stuff which is like going to be like your chicken and your turkey and your you know that kind of stuff. So, like my breakfast yesterday, I had a turkey and spinach omelet. That nice. was all in the green. Perfect. You know what I mean? Perfect, perfect. perfect. So and
1: you were—I'm sure you were full as hell.
0: And I was. Right. You know, it's it's kind of that board of meetings got to stop. It's just that stuff right. in the middle, right? And I think it's because, so to speak, you got an apartment this big down there. You know. Yeah. And you gotta and and you want people in it. Yeah. You know, and then that you got to get it down to where it's tiny. That lonely
1: don't... little chair don't seem like it's filling it up. You got to right. fill it up. Right. But no, with me, a lot of times, a lot of times it's not quantity, it's timing. I am yeah. a horrible fucking late night eater. Yeah. And then you go to bed.
0: And you're sleeping on and it. And you're sleeping on it. And it's bad. And it'd be different, though, if you weren't doing all the other stuff prior. Like right. Like during the day, all the coffees, the this, the that. Right.
1: Coffee, not bad. It's what you put in it. Yeah, creamer, um, sugar, yeah. this. Uh, yeah, yep. I'm considering after talking with our buddy Ray, Fentermine. Uh, he's had real success with it. Yeah. Um. So I have to go see our buddy Pat.
0: That used to be called Fenfen Fen back in the day. Way My sister day. lost a ton right. of weight with that.
1: But it has to be on a monitored program. Yeah, 100 percent does. Right. So, um, plan for me is I wanted to do it last week. I just got lazy. Is to start Arbon this week, our stuff that Scala gave us, and go from there.
0: So yesterday I ate it as a lunch. I had it as a lunch today. I did it as a breakfast, and I did a dinner. Right. So I'm under. I'm in my negative calorie thing. Yeah, I didn't do much today. You know, I, it's Daytona 500 day, whatever. Now
1: your thumb is ripped, like shredded.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, from, from playing the game. Yeah, from <laughs> playing that game. That fucking game is phenomenal, by the yeah. way. But um. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's it's just making those small changes to start. you know? Right. Like, that's the big thing. Is I'm just trying to make the small changes to start.
1: The biggest thing I find, and I think it's our personalities, we're always in our own heads about everything. Right. So you're always constantly thinking about shit. And I find it easier when you can just, you know, it's been said a million times, food's a fuel Food is meant to fuel you. It's not what your fucking life should be about. Right. And when it becomes second nature to just drink the shake and move about, move on about your day, eat your salad, move on about your day, it becomes a hell of a lot easier than thinking about it.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing is, if I can get this kind of in control yeah. instead of instead of grocery shop, I don't know, because I enjoy cooking, but I don't. It's a pain in the ass too, because like I want to set up my meals. Right. It'd almost be better if you had a thing where you had five dinner meals that are. You'd be in the single guy. And then you just put them in the fridge, and every day you take them out and heat right. them up in the oven or whatever. Right.
1: Our woman in the wind, Pat. Yeah. Um, has done really well with that with that setup, and I'll tell you what, the times that where we've been um, stuck together at odd hours, um, she's cooking that her dinner up and her, her little trays in the toaster oven. And fuck if it don't smell fantastic. Yeah. It all smells good. Yep. So.
0: So it's a balance, dude. It is a balance. You figure, if you can get the balance down, then the other stuff starts.
1: You look at the big on. number, like you said with Townsy and like 400 bucks a month, but if you break it down per day, like I said. like $12 I, probably. I spend that in Stewart's in the morning on my coffee. Mm-hmm. So it's really not that bad.
0: No. And your grocery shopping is going to be more than $400 a month?
1: Absolutely. It's like $400 every two weeks, really. And how much shit is in there? How much shit goes to waste? Right. And that's the key with these with these prepaid meals is there is no waste, and there's no leftovers to go back and pick on.
0: No, no, right. So when you go in and you get a thing of Brussels sprouts, say right, it's it's a portion thing. Like hey, correct, okay, or shrimp. You know what I mean? Like
1: because it's your it's your food is your fuel. It's not your yeah, life, right? And that's and that's how it's geared. But again, it's I think. The men, the coaching aspect, and you said Towns has a coach that he can call at any time. I think that's a good aspect to have because it helps keep you out of your head.
0: Yeah, and that's, I went on the Noom and I just started the little trial thing there. And, you know, I'm not pressing it to anybody or anything like sure. that. And, and they have it. Like if you need to, you know, like they probably have like an ongoing thing where you can.
1: Right, you, know. you can probably either online chat somebody yeah. or call. Yep. But that's good stuff.
0: It's not bad, and it's it's good change, and I feel better. Good. I'll tell you when I felt best was when I did not eat dairy. Really? Yeah. I, a little a while back, I did something where I didn't have dairy, and I I stayed like mostly meat and veggies, mm-hmm. and I stayed away from anything white, so potatoes, bread. white bread, rice, a, milk, which ends up being Yeah. And I'll tell you what, my joints started feeling better. I lost, like, 20-something pounds. And I eat like a king, like, every day. I'm eating right. asparagus and a steak and shrimp. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Well, and the other thing
1: is, too, we talked about it briefly last week, getting in a grilling season. Yeah. That's all stuff you can cook on the grill. There's no mess in the house. Yep. And it's easy cleanup. It's all, it, tastes, it all tastes way better on the grill. It's, it's, again, it's mindset. It is. It It is. is.
0: And then you're coming out of winter where you're kind of just sitting around.
1: Yep. Yep. It's hard when you don't, it's shit that compounds and, well, that's a fucking mess (laughs) as we watch Daytona here. Um, It all compounds, you know, you don't feel good, so you're in the house and. You don't want to go back out. There's nothing healthy in the fridge, but you're hungry. And then day one, well, fuck it. Tomorrow I'll go out and I'll shop. Well, I don't feel great tomorrow either. And then right. it's like the whole going to the gym thing. You take, you go and go and go, and you take a day off, and all of a sudden the day becomes two weeks, and you're like, where yeah. I haven't gone to the gym forever.
0: You got to stay wrong. on it. So there's something particular about this area that drives me nuts a little bit. Yesterday... I look for something to do. Mm-hmm. It's the middle of the fucking winter. Right. The mall is so shitty. Like on Saturdays when we were kids. That's where you went. We went to the mall. Your yep. your family went to the mall and you made a day of it. You walked around. Even if you didn't have the money to buy shit, you looked at stuff. You, right. You went to the arcade, spent a couple dollars. You had lunch in the food court. Maybe you caught a movie. Yep. Not, that, that way of life is like gone around yes. here. It is. There's nothing around here that does that right now, so I don't know, You're man. Limited. You know, it's it's one of those things you kind of, kind of just gotta make your own way.
1: Yeah, you you look at the calendar and you think it's really only another month or so of this, and we're gonna be moving on to the spring. Nice weather, yeah. Nice weather, cut grass, baseball, yep. all the stuff we enjoy. Getting back outside.
0: Speaking of things you enjoy, we got a gift today. Really. I'm afraid to roll way off camera because I might not come <laughs> back. BGS came through. Okay. And uh, he brought me this lace and plate. And if you know what this is, this is uh, from the car on Entourage, their New York plate on their, on their Cadillac. Okay. And he brought you this lace and plate.
1: Oh, shit. That's awesome.
0: BGS. BGS came through. He wanted off that list. He's on the list, though. He's the scurve on the curve, I told him. <laughs> we're gonna put him out on the street That's awesome. with a video camera. He's gonna be the scurve on the curve.
1: Hell yeah. Thank you, Sal. That's really cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool, it's man. Really
0: cool man. man. It's uh we're gonna find somewhere to get him up end here. Into
1: the uh into the uh
0: studio. This yeah, I'm just stuff. gonna put him down on yep. the desk there in front of you. Good stuff. Uh Thank yeah, BGS. I wanted to keep him hidden. He came over and uh very well maybe a a new addition to 24 Cross Media platform.
1: That'd be cool, man. He's, he's got a lot to say.
0: He's got... Dude, I apologize. This, uh, my wheel chuck... Get away? out of my fuck. <laughs> I am going, bro. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going. <laughs> Jesus. Are you back? I don't know if I'm back. All right, I think and I'm good And we're now. back. All right, we're good. Yeah, he has a lot to say, and he's a, he's a positive guy. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of... He, he could be very successful, and he could also fucking crash and burn.
1: Right, because it's his own... Again, he's another guy that's, that's in his head. Yes. He conveys Gary V to you, but he beats the shit out of himself. So, we talked about it during his Right, interview. and
0: there's times where it gets repetitive about what happened. Like, Right. Listen, use what happened fuel you to get to the future. Break the cycle. Right. So if you need it to launch you... Okay, launch... You were here. Now you're there. Right. You know, but he would be very good. That might be the show, right? I'd like, I'd like to see him if he does a co-host. Have a female, yeah. Because then you're getting an opposite perspective, no. breaking to counter the cycle. And stuff. Yeah,
1: breaking the cycle with BGS. Yeah. BTS. BTC no, no, just BGS. BGS. S- oh, just BGS. Yeah, I love it. I love it.
0: All right, let's hop to our top five. All right, uh, you put me on the spot. I'm not ready for you. Uh oh. Oh, boy. Nope. Didn't want that. Uh Uh-oh. Five, four, three, two, one. This week's top five, the top five movies or TV roles you'd like to play.
1: Now, this came about uh, because I watched Days of Thunder yesterday, and I thought of you instantly. Okay. The cold trickle, the man behind the wheel. Yep. He was all about fucking speed and doing it his way. I I forgot the one scene I forgot about the movie, and I'm like, holy shit, is when he's sitting with Robert Duvall, and he's like, you got to tell me what's wrong with your car. You know, if it's loose, we'll add or take out Wedge. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't. Yeah.
0: I can't do that.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I'm like, holy shit. Like, he literally is a driver. Yeah. And had no idea how to break the car down. It was all feel.
0: Put me in the car and drive. I can drive. I right. can do that.
1: And then they showed him taking practice laps. Listen, if the if it's loose, it means you're fast. You know, And you're you gotta, on the edge, you're out of control. You got to tell me how, how, yeah. how it feels. The funny scenes in that movie, the fact that him and who was the uh, Ross? Who was the, the, not the, he was essentially his Ross rival. Ross Wheeler. Ross Wheeler. He wasn't really a bad guy. They were just rivals. Mm-hmm. But well, when they got the a car after they got out of the hospital, no, no, that's Rowdy Burns. Oh, Rowdy Burns, yeah. Mm-hmm. They fucking get they get out of the hospital, get the rented cars, and show up. and Those things are. That's a true story. You apart. know that, right? Really?
0: That's Jeff Bodine and Dale Earnhardt did that for real. No shit. They were so bad. They went to a dinner and they both agreed they weren't going to drive, and they beat the shit out of the cars. That's funny. On the way over to dinner. That's funny. And it was like a bonding moment for them, right? And they've talked about it on the Earnhardt uh, Dale Junior. Download. That's cool. Yep,
1: But uh, excellent movie. Excellent movie. And it yeah. got me thinking, like I said, you, you with the racing. So do you want to start it off?
0: Yeah, number five, Will Hunting. Okay. Uh, good Will Hunting, uh, Matt Damon's role, Boston, Harvard, tough kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, just that whole thing. Like, that's not a far, I mean, the Harvard part, but it's not a far stretch of, like, where I grew up.
1: No, it's not. And I can totally see you in the role. Even... And even physically, stature-wise, you and Matt uh, Damon or a lot of like, yeah, we're definitely a lot of like, sure back then. Um, yeah, that's that's probably a really good fit. And out of my list, honestly, there's two like good physical fits. Yep. Um, but for you, that would be one of them. My number five would be my probably my easiest role, Doug Heffernan in Queens.
0: Yeah, it would.
1: Um, a lot of like, the character, I think. I've always been compared to him. When I had hair, people say I used to look right. like him. Whatever. Um, I lo- I've always loved Kevin James's uh, comedic abilities. He's not over the top. He's not. He's natural. He is. He's natural. He can be goofy, uh, like Paul Blart. He's you know. Yep. But um, yep. Doug Heffernan would be super easy for me to play.
0: Yeah. No, that that one lines up to you pretty good. Uh, number four, Robert McCall Equalizer. It's Denzel. Okay. It's just the part. It's right. not, you know what I mean. He's like a retired badass mofo from, like, I think maybe the CIA or something. And shit starts going sideways in his neighborhood, and he works at like a Home Depot. Really? And a guy robs a guy robs the the Home Depot store at gunpoint, and he kind of catches the tattoo of him. So like, he goes back to his computers and all the shit he knows. And then next day, you see him just wiping off this hammer. And putting it back on on the rack. Oh shit. And meanwhile the dude's fucking in a heap with dead with a hammer wound. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Uh I I how how old is that movie? Two
0: thousand fourteen, eleven, fourteen, something like that. Okay,
1: I have to check that one out. Uh number four, Lieutenant Daniel Caffey, a few good men. Oh yeah. Tom Cruise. Uh watched that movie again yesterday. If you forget how good Tom Cruise was. he, And that was that, 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 like mid 80s to to early 90s, to me was his wheelhouse. That's yeah. when his best stuff came out. And he was incredible. The only role I think in that movie, the only character better in that movie was Colonel Nathan R. Jessup. Yeah. And I couldn't pull that off, but I like Tom Cruise's um, stick to itiveness, the way he formulated stuff. And then that final scene where. He finally gets him. He grills him. He grills him. He grills him. He gets him to break, and he's like, "Holy shit, I did it!"
0: Well, because there was a lot riding on that, though. Right? That if he didn't break him, he was going to prison. Himself. Oh
1: yeah, he was getting court-martialed, right? And that's and she said, "If you," and he said it the day before. Demi Moore said to him, "If you see it, go for it." And he had him right on the edge, and he pushed him. And he got it. Yeah. So great, great character. We
0: use words like honor and Yo. code. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking awesome. And that's when he kind of knew. Man. Like he stopped and he's like, I got him.
1: Yep. Yep. He had him on. He had it. You could tell at that point this man lived in his own fucking world that was way different than the Marine he should have been. Yeah. Yep. So
0: number three, uh, Jack from Titanic.
1: Uh, I could totally see you doing that.
0: Uh, you know, you kind of show the rich. The rich people had to have fun with with the little that you have. Yeah, hanging out on a boat, being the fucking rubbing elbows with people, just personality, right? Yeah, and and it's a stretch. It's not always the great, you know. Like he wasn't necessarily a good guy. He won his way on the boat in a card game. Right.
1: Like, you know what I mean? He wasn't a bad guy, but he was he was a, a scoundrel by, yeah. by the times. Yeah. By the times. Um, and you would get to do something you said you'd wanted to do more of is dance. Yeah. Dan- yeah, the dancing scenes, so yep. awesome. And
0: kind of a sexy scumbag. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit.
1: Billy, Billy Zane was just a scumbag. Right. Yeah. Uh, number three, Master Chief Billy Sunday, Men of Honor. Really? Probably my favorite De Niro role.
0: That was the diving one? Of all one? time, yes. Wait, Cuba Goody?
1: Yep. That is your ultimate f- uh, flawed hero. Mm-hmm. You saw how big of a piece of shit he was. And then he redeems himself.
0: Yeah. Well, do you remember the movie Crash? I don't know. Matt Dillon's in it. No. It's about like this cop, all different people, but I remember this part where Matt Dillon's a cop and he's kind of like, he says some inappropriate shit. He pats a female down or something. And, you know, like it's a problem and they want to press charges and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then there's an accident. And in that moment, he's not the scumbag. He's the guy that, like, really takes care of him. They're like, not this guy. And he's actually really good in the moment.
1: The two scenes that that got me in that movie were the first one where he is days away. And I say he, Carbashier, Cuba Gooding, days away from supposedly being able to test to be a master diver. Right. And he comes in and he smashes the radio. And he says, what makes you try so hard? No, what, what, what did he say to you that makes you try so hard? Be the best. Well, you are, Cookie, but uh, current, but, uh forget what they call the guy. Colonel's not going to let you pass on Tuesday, so don't show up. So you can see right there, he was in his corner, right? but he couldn't do anything about it. Right. But when he could do something about it was in that courtroom. Yes. When he got him to stand up and, and take those 10 paces with that suit on. Mm-hmm. And you saw that, you know, Billy Sunday is an okay guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a redemption. Type yes, of, yeah. totally. Uh, number two, McNulty, detective on the wire. Uh, he was, he was the, he was everybody's. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this. He was like uh, the motherfucker. Yeah, that fucker McNulty. <laughs> like that's what you heard all the time on the wire. Yeah, and he'd mother. go, "What the fuck did I do?" He he pissed everybody off, <laughs> but it was never from a place of he was a little arrogant he was cocky and he pissed a lot of people off but it was always he was a man that loved the job that job right. being a detective and even though he did some shady shit he did it for the right reasons right but like you could see how smart he was and how by how vindictive he was right he he goes through a whole sting on the wire they they make their busts they don't do it the way he wanted to do it like hey we can get the big guy and they didn't want to do it So they stick him out on the boat as punishment. So he finds the fucking title charts and everything so that the body lands back on that commissioner's fucking (laughs) count. That's awesome. He's like, fuck you, that ain't my count. He goes, yeah, well, according to your guy McNulty on the boat, the title charts and this and that, the body started in the East. Holy shit. So it's not a Western problem, so they put the body in the eastern. Oh, that's funny. So he has that kind of ability to him. And he's a little bit of a womanizer. Okay. But... He he like he loves his ex wife, but she couldn't deal with him because of the job, right? You know because he loves the job and he's yeah. conflicted, but then he's like banging the district attorney, you know, and and that's why they him and his wife are split. Yeah, and then they put him in. You you have your watch? Wire? I haven't watched Wire. You got to watch it because at one point they put him in a hotel room with hookers to like to 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 be the guy to make the money. Uh, to tell us like, when the money's out. Yeah. And he's like, it's out, you know, he's saying the code word, they come in and he's got fucking, like, he went a little too far. <laughs> by the time they get in there.
1: Oh, that's good. Uh, number two. two. Benjamin Lefty, two guns, Ruggiero, Donnie Brasco.
0: Donnie Brasco, Lefty, uh, huh? Lefty. Again, yeah. the
1: flawed anti-hero. Lefty was uh, by no means a good guy. He had like, fucking 20 confirmed kills as a yeah as a henchman for the mob. But he was true to the code, yeah, and I think that's what made that was kind of in a fucked up world, it was a redeeming quality that he was true to the code, um almost too true the fact that he got was able to get fooled by Donnie. yeah, but at the end, he's still you can see he even though he knew he didn't want to believe it, and he loved him till the end, right, um the movie's different than real life.
0: Yeah, because that guy didn't get killed. He lived and died Yeah, he
1: went to prison and died of uh, cancer later on. Yeah. Um, But, again, you think of uh, Al Pacino roles, he's usually the dominant alpha male in pretty much every movie he's in. And in this one, he is the kind of like the bumbling side guy. Yeah. Which, again, had a redeeming quality, which is what makes it one of my favorites.
0: There's only a few laps left to go in this 500. (laughs) There are. I didn't realize that.
1: Well, there were sixty when we started. So
0: yeah, and uh, my number one role, E from Entourage.
1: Yeah, that's I knew it was going to be. Uh, an yeah,
0: Eric Murphy. He managed his best friend in Hollywood. The trickle down banging effect. Just being in Hollywood, the hot chicks, the yep. hanging out with your boys every day, like that is yeah, like the ultimate fucking dream, right? Absolutely. Like you hit it big, and the your whole crew goes, and he's like the guy that makes it happen. Yeah. Kind of like the guy that makes it happen, right, you right? know
1: Uh, my number one, Rudy Rudiger, Rudy.
0: Rudy, yeah. yeah you're a big football guy. He played D line. an underdog. Underdog, yeah.
1: Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, kind of. It kind of checked all the boxes for me. Yeah. And yeah. that was a movie that came out when we were still in school.
0: I think it was our senior year.
1: Yeah. Yep. I remember watching it at Billy Yash's house before one of our home games. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just the, the underdog, the good underdog story, and the fact that it was a true story. It did happen, and the guy Rudy is still touring, taking the uh, promotional speaking tour to this day. Yeah, know, well, to I mean, the it, word.
0: it's the the story's amazing. Yeah, and of course Hollywood doctors it up a little yeah. bit and all that. Yep, uh, a couple that were kind of like on my list: Shane Falco. Yeah, that'd be fun one to play. Um, another but, one was Braveheart.
1: Okay, one William I William uh, Wallace. Two I had picked for you. If I had, if I could pick two for you, one was Cole Trickle, the other was uh, Buttermaker. Buttermaker, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotta be Buttermaker. Yeah,
0: they'd, yeah, they'd be good. Um, one I had for you was off of a TV show. You remember the show? According to Jim,
1: it was a Jim yeah, Belushi. Yeah. His,
0: his brother-in-law Andy.
1: I'd have to go back and he watch. He was
0: goofy and funny. He was kind of a big guy. Jim comes in and Andy's got a laundry basket on his lap. He's like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I found out how to make popcorn in man sized proportions." He threw, <laughs> the, he threw him in a a dryer <laughs> and then put it in the basket. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. I liked it. I liked this a lot. Uh, it just it gets to show like what it's not. Every character. I don't think. I don't think we any of us outside of like Doug Heffernan. I don't think every. I don't think we ever chose like a lead role. Most of the characters the Well, we no, chose? Jack. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: All minor lead roles, for the most part. Oh, well, no. McNulty... Well, probably. McNulty is... He's, a, he's the side. Jack is... McCall is, and Will, Will Hunting is. Yeah, that's true.
1: One I could also pick for you would be Nick Nolte in 48 Hours. Yeah. You could definitely pull that one off.
0: Being an idiot. Tough guy. He
1: was fucking a star. But he was funny as shit. Yeah. He was such a wise-ass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like... It's 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 personality, right? Like right. your personality. Y- you would be like uh you know, like the guy that's got always got those slick lines. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> oh man. I'm looking forward to um they didn't release it last summer and I thought it was coming out, but maybe it's coming out this year was the new Beverly Hills cop.
0: No, no, they're shooting it now. They are shooting it now, okay. Yeah. Or Ben shot. it should be done. Come out. I think it's coming straight to Netflix. Really? I think. Huh. I think. I'm not 100% sure. Anything else on that? Top fives? No, we're good. They were were good. good. That was was fun. That was fun. All right, let's move into... Five crazy questions sponsored by Scalable Computers via GMAC. Okay. Uh, number one, what are you most proud of about yourself?
1: Uh, My boys.
0: Your boys? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, and I'm sure you'd say the same for you. Your, your boys, your boy and your girls. Um, Not always easy. Not always, uh, and life's not easy, but um, they're doing their thing and, coming along and they're
0: from, successful kids yeah that's what i'm proud especially of the about. older one that you were close really close with for a long time <laughs>
1: they're uh they're doing good and uh max has an
0: interview tomorrow
1: i'll, I'll figure out th- we're we
0: we're, th- we're in our third episode max is due for is that an interview where tomorrow? now
1: the dubs
0: oh boy
1: so is that an interview tomorrow Oh want to make more money boy so
0: all right, number two, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Oh,
1: boy. uh, Wow. Um, I guess most people would think I'm an extrovert. I don't always see it that way because I, I can be, I can be, I not the life of the party, but I have no problems in social situations, but I'm not always, I'm more of the one to listen and, uh, maybe spin conversation off of stuff you're talking about, and not really revealing so much about myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know. I, I I'd say a good maybe a good balance of both, but I guess if I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say maybe sixty forty, like extrovert to introvert.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I th- I think if we were sitting here and we were having just an open conversation of ask anything on the planet, right. I think I'd be shocked to hear more about things that you think or did or have than you would meet. Cause like I just say, you know, right.
1: And that like we even, and not in a
0: way like that. Just like, like when I found out you wanted to be a barber, I was like, holy shit, no way. Yeah. Like that's never
1: right. Or when we, you know, when we did our back to back grueling episodes about stuff and it came out with some stuff that you said you were, uh, Happy to hear that I had said or acknowledged yeah. or whatever, because I won't to everybody. Right? You can, uh, you can, uh, clearly because we're so close. You'll always get shit out of me. Um, the average person may not.
0: Right. So, number three, what's your biggest mistake in life, and did you learn from it?
1: Yeah, um, biggest mistake in life was to, uh, be an adulter. Uh, it's not a bad it's not a bad thing to be unhappy in a situation but there is a way to handle it and i didn't handle it the right way so that's that
0: <laughs> and you learn from it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely
0: dude that that took stones just to vent that out yeah it is world. what it is
1: man i can't not i gotta own my shit it's mine right so
0: listen and you right you held it up and you said hey is what it's it on is. me, man. Yeah, it this is, is totally what it
1: is. Me. You can fucking paint it any any way you want. At right. the end of the day, it is what it is. So. Yeah. No, There's no like two ways around it.
0: All right. In grade school, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh. Number four.
1: A chef. A chef? Definitely a chef. Really? Yeah. Yep. I used to watch. We joked about uh Price is Right on the Sick Days and stuff like yeah. that. I would watch PBS. Julia Childs. And the Frugal Gourmet. And later on, Emerald and once Food Channel came out, it was Bam. Yeah, then it was Mario <laughs> and every other fucking cooking show I could watch. But yeah, it
0: what was Emeralds? I thought Emeralds was Bam. He was Bam. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yep. And then, well, what made it cool was my grandfather worked. I would stay. I would hang out there at my grandparents' house on sick days because Pop was home. Um, he'd get home in the morning at eight thirty from a long day at Frox Cube, and I would cook a breakfast. So I, he was my guinea pig so many times. <laughs> I learned how to make omelets at an early age. Favorite
0: and... recipe that you cook. What's your favorite thing that you make?
1: That I can make? Um, man, I don't know. What's
0: your favorite dish and what's your best dish?
1: Ooh. Oh, man. Mine's the
0: same, my corned beef.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people like when I make the chili, it's okay. I'm not. I'm not a big chili guy per se. Like I had to really be in the mood for it. Um, I don't know. I made this fucking I made this pork chop dish one time that was phenomenal. I was kind of go back to it. Yeah, it was like black peppercorn crusted pork chops with like a red wine reduction, and it was good. It was good. I got to use my uh, (laughs) my, culinary skill. My semester of culinary school.
0: Yeah. At work. Yeah. Oh man, I know what my least favorite is. Spaghetti. Actually, the chicken wings. <laughs> they were fucking awful that day.
1: I actually in um regular like spaghetti sauce and chicken parm stuff like that. I like making the sauce.
0: Oh, nice. And number five, what song makes you unconditionally sad, and what song makes you unconditionally happy? Oh boy. Um, Pops on the radio, and all of a sudden you're just like, fuck. I'm sure the happy one's probably easier. Hmm. I bet you Elvis, if I'm a guessing person, I bet both of those could be an Elvis song. I was just going to say. And I was going to say, I bet you one of them, sad, could be Elvis because it drags you back to a certain point in time.
1: Right. I mean, there are Elvis songs that uh, always on my mind would be a sad one. Um, Just pretend, even though I love the song, is a very sad song. Um, Unchained Melody, because of Ghost? The time in his life where he sang it, and it was at the end of his life, but it was so fucking good. Um, would be one. I'd say up, an up song to me, like, uh, one that puts me in a good mood every time I hear Burning Love is probably my Elvis one that always gets me up. Um, I, I guess always on my mind would be probably, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I it, didn't even, I and didn't, my way a,
1: can go both ways too, because yeah. my grandfather loved my, what loved the song my way. Both grandfathers actually. Did. Probably
0: depends on your mood that it, day. It,
1: it does. It does. There's, I don't think there's any one song that can instantly make me sad. Right. But there are ones that are linked to sadness more. Yeah. So
0: happy. And this just came like thinking about it. <clears throat> Hands clap. Okay. Now there's a reason because that was our first championship after like a Seven year drought. Yeah. We did the highlight video to that. Yeah. And I hear that song and I can see, I can see like the in my head to the thing as we're running down the field. Oh,
1: and another good one too is, uh, uh, Jay Z. Yeah. New York. Yeah. Just because. Well, oh, just because. Yeah, yeah. Just
0: because of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. It's, it, it's, it's definitely, you know, um, circumstantial. Yeah. You're driving down a road and you're you know, you're thinking like me, I'm thinking of my dad and Stroke Race comes on. It could be very happy or it could be very sick. Right. Just it's you know, but songs do that. They do. And smells do that too. You ever get a smell and you're like, it takes you right to a moment time.
1: Yeah. Or a place. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And there are uh, I think well, did you ever like when you were a kid did you make your own cassette tapes? Yes. So I had ones that were like themed. Like if I want, I was in a miserable mood. And I mm-hmm. want to listen to miserable music. Mm-hmm. That's what I played. If I was fucking upbeat, or I was, we had. A, I had a, like a football day tape. Right. Uh, I'm in love with this girl tape. Right. You know, you had all this different shit. And kids today, it's so easy. But that was the shit back in the day. Well, they do
0: music. it as their playlist now. Right. We just made mixtapes. Did you ever drive in the car and you're driving? and it feels like you're in a fucking terrible mood or a great mood, and it feels like the DJ is just pushing all Everyone. the buttons. You're yep. like, God damn, I just want to drive this car off a cliff right now. <laughs> yeah. dude, or dude. I'm going to drive into the fucking uh, I'm gonna drive into the strip club and get a rub and tug in the back now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest thing was this, this song has always been the ultimate nighttime that's a bad wreck driving song <laughs> for me. Um, Lionel Richie, Running With The Night, to me, was always a song that you could drive at 1 in the morning with your sunroof open and then on vacation, it, it just fits perfectly. Line over G, what? Running with the night. Yeah. It just has that whole beat. It always. Well, I we've was,
0: done this. We've discussed music yeah. like this oh, before. Yeah. Ones that immediately turn up. Yep. And man in the box.
1: And ones you turn off. Yeah. Yep. A man in the box immediately turns up. Up. Yeah.
0: Just the whole riff right from when it starts. So, yeah. That was a fun uh, five crazy. Hell yeah. I enjoyed that. Uh, we are going to work into your segment. Rouge, Louisiana, Indianapolis, Indiana,
1: and Columbus is the capital of Ohio. There's Montgomery, Alabama, south of Helena, Montana, then there's Denver, Colorado, under Boise, Idaho. Texas has Austin, then we go north to Massachusetts, Boston, and Albany, New York, Tallahassee, Florida, and Washington, D.C., Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Nashville, Jeez. Tennessee.
0: A lot of bad shit happening behind us right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's going to tie right into what you're doing. This is getting black. Stately flags. definitions NASCAR edition.
1: Yeah, as so we watch another major wreck at Daytona.
0: Can they just call it? Because I got my I got the winner. Right, right the guy now? is leading right now. <laughs> it's why I picked the win.
1: Holy shorts! All right, number one uh, NASCAR via the Urban Dictionary. An event where drunken rednecks and white trash gather around, get drunk, and watch each other, watch other stupid white trash, whose names are usually penis-related, drive around at dangerously high speeds in car-shaped billboards, advertising for Diet Mountain Dew and Bud Light, doing nothing but turning left and crashing into each other, and there's a trailer park in the center of the track. At the, after the race is over, the <laughs> rednecks accurate. go home and beat their wife, cousin, sister, because Dick... Peterson didn't win. <laughs> the trailer park in the center of the track is totally accurate. It is. It's the fucking
0: campers. <laughs> it is. But they're more expensive than those. The guy that wrote that's house. Right.
1: That's a, he's in a ten by seventy.
0: Yeah. And yeah, they're they're, they're in a million dollar motor home. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, in the middle. That's uh, a good one.
1: Yeah. Jeff Gordon. This is actually used as a verb here. Okay. To occupy two lanes while driving in the city so that a jerk driver can't pass you. <laughs> this guy behind me is trying to sneak past using the parking lane. What an asshole. I'm going to Jeff Gordon, this motherfucker.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Was he a good blocker?
0: Yeah. I mean, he, want, he you have to to win this race. Right, yeah.
1: The uh, Dick trickle? Oh boy. A very rare but serious sexually transmitted disease only found in rural areas of Mozambique.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also known as a NASCAR driver. Yes,
1: also known as a NASCAR driver, who had a tremendous dirt career.
0: He was a phenomenal short track stud. Yeah. Legend. And he would race NASCAR and people, you know, like that's the thing that a lot Yeah, excuse me for a second. That's the thing I think a lot of people don't understand. Is you look at him, you go, Dick Trickle. Oh, what was he? Only because in NASCAR you saw him, right? You didn't see him in wherever state he was right. from, where he was the most dominant racer. He of would his be time. like a
1: Brett Hearn, right, for this area.
0: So, like last year, people go, "Oh, dirt racing, what's that?" And they don't make no money. Matt Shepard made seven hundred thousand dollars last year. Talk about what, how much you make at your job there, Jethro. Right. You know, what Matt I mean?
1: Shepard, the guy who. Was pissed off about his brakes when we saw him in the hotel. Yeah, and Highland sent some
0: slick shit to him. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh,
1: the Pit Stop Pigeon, a truck stop prostitute, otherwise known as a lot lizard.
0: Yes, <laughs> yep. Have you ever heard the term? Yeah. Oh, no, a lot lizard, yeah.
1: <clears throat> pit Stop Pigeon, that was good. The Dale Earnhardt, our redneck savior. He crashed for our sins. <laughs> On the third lap, he rose again and ascended into heaven, where he rideth shotgun for our Lord, the Almighty God. <laughs> and number three
0: number three number three
1: and the delahart jr the son of the redneck god delahart senior he does burnouts for our sins on sundays
0: <laughs> awesome
1: <laughs> uh and tell last. me they're
0: finishing this race because i'm winning money and, and the, a lot of it
1: And the last one the tony stewart <laughs> to run over somebody.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: I was playing GTA, and I Tony Stewarted the whole crowd of people.
0: <laughs> oh, that is fucking terrible. Who is now for... He's, on, a- he's announcing this race right now. Well, isn't he making a foray into uh,
1: a different kind of racing now? Is he doing- Oh, no, he
0: owns the SRX series. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, I had seen him recently in, like, another fire suit. Like, what the fuck is he doing driving? Yeah, down? no, he
0: still he owns the SRX series, okay. which is, uh, they're kind of like... They're kind of like a late model type car that is either on pavement or dirt. Okay. Pretty cool series. Pretty fun to watch. Like smaller racing, like 30 laps, 40 laps. Nothing too long.
1: Gotcha. All right. That's what I got.
0: Nice. That was pretty fun and pretty. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty accurate in some aspects. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't bad.
1: Uh, I do have a over-under for you. Okay. Over and under Over
0: and under Over and under As we have done before Over and under Brought to you by Winnie This, uh, Remember I said this speaker sound It sounds like a blue out Really? Almost, yeah
1: I have another pair at home I'll bring to you, you can probably just, I don't know if slap it just, out or just It's just take them.
0: like, like all
1: right. uh, Yeah, I gotta hold another pair I don't even use Static-y all. at the end Black Rifle.
0: Yeah. There's a Guns N' Roses car in the race today, too. No shit. No shit.
1: Hope he doesn't fucking sing like Axel does now. <laughs> did you happen to see him singing at uh, Lisa Marie's? Uh, no. Oh, I did dude, not. it was bad. He played. He the- looks
0: like the lady from Throw Mama from oh, the Train. Oh, Mama Fratelli. <laughs> totally.
1: 100%. <laughs> he did November Rain, and he played the piano beautifully. And yeah. then he went to sing, and it was like, shut the fuck up. And yeah, play but,
0: the dude, piano. That, I mean, how many fucking eight balls and fucking. Here's the alcohol thing. and everything else don't ruin you,
1: your voice. And I know you can't stand uh, Kiss, but Paul Stanley, when you sing falsetto for so long, it destroys your fucking voice box.
0: I wonder how, like, Barry Gibb does it.
1: You know, I don't know. Because he's, he still sings it beautifully. Right. He does. All right. Uh, number one nacho cheese sauce. Um,
0: it's like Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz? Uh, overrated. I agree. I don't I wouldn't really put it on anything like yeah, no, I'm good. Overrated.
1: Okay. Uh the only thing I, I would say it's passable on would maybe be like a, if you're in Philly and they use whiz on one of their cheesesteaks. Yeah, even then. But even I'm if I'm making the stuff at home, even regular nachos, I'm right. using shredded cheese. Yeah. Okay. Just
0: melt it on the top. Yep. Yep.
1: Number two, this is right up your alley, crock pot dinners.
0: Oh, underrated. Highly underrated. Way underrated. Set it and forget it. You know, you come back, and it's usually the most tender fucking meat you have or chicken pot or can't whatever. can't fuck it up. Soup, whatever. Yeah, it's phenomenal.
1: Yep. Number three, tuna casserole.
0: Underrated. Love tuna casserole. Love tuna casserole. I like when they break the crumbs on the top, and yep. it, like, has a nice hard shell on the top.
1: Now, with or without peas?
0: With. Thank you. With peas. Awesome. Yep.
1: All right. We are on the same fucking wavelength here. Number four, I had to throw a racing one in today, restrictor plate racing.
0: It's only a couple times a year, so I'll say underrated. Okay. Overall, overrated. You don't. You don't want to be in that environment multiple times in a year. Okay. You can't see. You know, like go on a throughway and be in bumper to bumper traffic. Now imagine it moving 200 miles an hour.
1: Right. And everybody's going. And you're
0: just seeing the car in front of you. Is, you got very limited. the The mind stress of that. I, I don't think these guys. Would last ten years if that was every week.
1: Let me do it a part B to this then. Arca racing.
0: Oh, underrated.
1: Okay. Arca. Or Ar- no, Arca's where all the cars are the same spec. No, man. you're thinking IROC. Oh, IROC. That's gone now. But it is gone.
0: Underrated. Okay. Because when they're even, now it's on the driver to make it, is. it happen. It and, is. and and that took the like. Listen, NASCAR. Technically, they're supposed to be even. Like every every race, every um, race division quote-unquote, should be even, right? Like, these are the rules that you can play up to or down to. Right. Weights, minimum weights, maximum weights, wheel bases, tires, engine displacement, the whole deal. But ultimately, you know money can handle that. And IROC, money, manufacturer, none of that mattered. Right. You got in a car and you ran, and it was like kind of like, hey, who can run the best?
1: Now, did you find (laughs) in the IROC series that a bad driver could fuck it up for a lot of people? Yeah. Because now you're all running in a pack because your cars are the same. Right. And this asshole turns right.
0: Well, and that would that's what would happen to some of these guys that are like uh, open wheel guys. Yeah. Because they'd bring in Steve Kinzer. They'd bring in Julio Castroneves. They'd bring in, you know, like Indy. And they'd bring in World of Outlaws. They'd bring in uh, rally car people. And now you're in a draft. Now, that's only... The advantage goes to NASCAR on that. Right, absolutely,
1: because it's their And these guys are driving. like,
0: oh, I'm just... Oh, um, You know they don't. They don't understand the draft like that. Yeah, and then you're boom, not, you wreck half
1: the field. You're not fucking. You're not skidding through turns. Fucking two, three, and three, four.
0: Right, but could you imagine I rock now? Because NASCAR has like so many road courses. Right. Could you imagine him on a road course with Helio Ocasio- Castrone? You know, like yeah, a uh,
1: and rally racers. Scott, what's his name? They always brought him in. He was the ringer. Yeah, Pruitt. Scott Pruitt, yeah. yeah. Those guys were phenomenal. But that's what I'm road saying. Courses. Could you
0: imagine now when I rock with all them people coming? Right. Because, like, Chase Elliott's a phenomenal road racer. Right.
1: That's why, again, I guess maybe our modern day dick trickle would be Robbie Gordon, who, yeah. I, who I've, always, I've always been a big Robbie Gordon yep. fan. Limited success on the NASCAR circuit, but still won. All over the place elsewhere yeah. he's a fucking big deal. Huge deal. So, yep. Uh, number five baby wipes and man wipes
0: underrated. Yeah. I had dude wipes in here that made you feel a certain they sort of way. They were so nice. You were like these things got me feeling a certain kind of way right now.
1: <laughs> they smell good, they do the job perfectly.
0: They have like a menthol for your asshole. It is. <laughs> it's like your asshole
1: just smoked a Newport. It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's they're different, man. They hit different. Like baby wipes are one thing, but to get like one of those where right. it's got like
1: yeah, you know, you know you're clean and it feels
0: it. Yep. I always have to go pat dry after those. Right, you go back because it feels too weird.
1: Yeah, you you pull up, oh, my ass. You was gotta kinda, go in here and go. Pap, 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 you're almost like you don't want to pull them up feeling like the start of swamp ass, even though you know it's not. Yeah, because it's just a little too damp.
0: Yeah, it's just too damp. <laughs> you're like, ugh, what is that? Oh, That's all probably right. what Sal feels like every day after leaving his boyfriend's house. Oh god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. That's my over/under.
0: Oh, nice! Not bad. Uh, did you have any rabbit hole this week at all?
1: Rabbit hole this week. Um, or what'd I did you watch? What were you watching? The inside of my eyelids when I could.
0: Yeah, uh, I watched a, a few things.
1: I did watch. Um, Tops Tops came out, so I watched some case breaks. Uh, super weird. If you're in the hobby um, and you're collecting, you're probably unhappy right now. They've geared it to where you've almost gotta buy there's hobby grade packs, which is the stuff you buy at a card store. Mm-hmm. Then there's retail packs, which you buy at your Target, your Walmart, whatever. The fucking odds are so shot for retail packs now. It's like you gotta buy hundreds to get what you would get in maybe forty retail or forty hobby packs.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Like it should be just a level playing field. Here's the box. Whoever gets them, gets them.
1: Or I could see if it was like one in eight packs and then for retail was one in 12. But it's like one in eight for hobby and one in 44 for retail. That's terrible. Yeah. So the average guy who doesn't have a card store in his area, if they're not buying offline,
0: he's kind of fucked. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've been watching a lot of comedians uh, or just stand up acts. Stuff being said shit crazy shit being said. <laughs> I wish this guy goes, I'll send it to you. He's like, Hey, how old are you? And the kid's like, fourteen. He's like, We sexually active? And this is like his parents are like, no. He goes, What the fuck did he ask him if he ate? Have you ever eaten have you ever eat something? I'm I'm gonna fuck it up. But anyway, he's like, Did you ever eat shrimp or something like that? Yeah. And the kid's like, uh no. He's like well, Wait till the first time you go down on a chick. <laughs> it's got the same kind of kick, and then you're like, "Oh, I kind of like this." <laughs> it's an acquired taste. <laughs> and he's talking to a 14 year old kid like that.
1: Oh my god! In
0: the crowd, it was pretty funny.
1: Comedians have a license to be complete assholes, and it's great at times.
0: Yeah, but that's that's what their job is it to is. make light of.
1: Jimmy Carr crazy is one of my all time favorites. He's
0: the he's the English guy, right? Right,
1: and he is fucking brutally dry. Yeah, and hysterical. Yeah, he he was really good at a couple roasts. That's where I first saw him was at what is it, a couple roasts, and then he had the, I forget what what TV channel had like they were doing like comedy battles. Yep, and he would he ruled that show because of, you were coming off the cuff with fucking insults, and he had <laughs> one after another after another.
0: Yeah, I saw a lot of Jeff Leeson this week. Nice, and Jeff is getting even better.
1: Yep. And mentioned our show.
0: Yeah, I mentioned our show in a live uh, a live video that he was doing. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Like, just you you, you get thumbing through stuff when you can. Uh, but uh, honestly, a lot of my excess time. Like, I had Boston this weekend. We watched uh, Pretty in Pink. Yep. Uh, basketball, and now he's into South Park. So we watched some of the South Park things. That's good. Started bigger, longer, and on cut. And uh, he was like, "What is what?" There's a movie, and he gets to the point where Cartman goes, "Uh, how about you suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? (laughs) He goes, Eric, what did you say? And he pulls out the bullhorn. "Eh, eh, I said, why don't you suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, the first time I tried showing him South Park, he's like, what is this stupid cartoon?
1: Dude, I would love to see a combined movie. They had Beavis and Butthead, South Park, and Family Guy. Oh, my God. All it the would characters be so bad. in one movie. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, Bill Burr's cartoon, F is for Family.
1: I heard it's really good.
0: It's older, and I told I told Leggy about it and Blum yep. and Speenberg. And Spienberg and Leg are watching it now, and they're cracking up. Yeah. And the next-door neighbor is 100% Bogert. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll have to check it out now.
0: It, it is It is. Once you get there, you'd be like, "Holy shit! It is. It's a I, good time."
1: I know, Ann took uh, Caden to see Joe Coy in Albany Friday night. Yeah, I forget what Proctor's or whatever the big downtown theater is there. They have a lot of great.
0: guys. The right? Egg, I think it was, or or the Palace, <coughs> the, the Palace, theater. the Palace. Yes.
1: Yep. Um. In fact, the night <laughs> I wish I had known the night we had gone to see Teddy Swims at one of the clubs down there at the palace was Kevin James that night. Who, I
0: saw him, which was not funny. Who
1: was at, um, U the night before, because there were pictures of him eating lunch at, uh, the Mexican restaurant by Adams there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Casa de Casa. Casa Vallarta. Vallarta, Vallarta. Did you see who was in Kingston this week?
1: Uh, Christopher Walken.
0: Oh yeah. No, besides him. No. Frank, the tank from, uh, from fucking, uh, Barstool. Really, he was at Dallas the other day. He was at Dallas Hot Wieners. No shit, uptown the other day. Frank the Tank.
1: Oh, that's awesome. They
0: took a picture with him. I'm trying. Oh, Zach Swart took a picture with him, and Frank the Tank's pants were like about midway down. They fell off his ass.
1: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Frank that's the cool. Tank. Yeah, Christopher Walken. I don't know what if they were filming something local.
0: Yeah, I don't know. A lot of film stuff happens here now. So a lot of film stuff.
1: I didn't realize the one chick that I absolutely love. Who is in that new witch show. Also played The Rock's daughter in um
0: Sure. Keep it going. You know what I'm talking I have about? no idea.
1: I'll show it to you afterwards. Um she had filmed a movie at City Hall when Carly was still working for the city of Kingston and Lauren had like a non speaking role in the movie. Really? Um Yeah, there's there is a lot of stuff filmed around here.
0: Well the Hudson Valley the, Commission the- makes it so
1: the bowling alley. If you have you been in it, probably not in a long time. Totally repainted because they they shot the second. What's going to be the follow up to um, the Big Lebowski? Oh, really? Was filmed in the Circus Bowlers Club.
0: Well, there's probably not a lot of bowling out, quote unquote, old time bowling alleys right. like that. In
1: yep, the walls inside are now repainted with the name of the bowling alley that was used in the movie.
0: So I'll leave it like that. They did. <laughs> yeah. It would be smart to. Well, he
1: needed to because, I mean, the bowling, that bowling alley is... Uh...
0: I just want a shit ton of money. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> Who won the race?
0: Uh, Ricky Stenhouse. Awesome. I, I wonder if Wainer... I text Wainer. I wonder if Wainer's going to...
1: Did you put it through DraftKings or through uh, FanDuel or...
0: Uh, Wayne Hummel. I'll take Chase Elliott and sleeper pick as Ricky Stenhouse. That's who won, right? Stenhouse Jr. You got. you You're looking right at the TV. Well, here's a Kroger car. I'm looking for a name.
1: I just see, keep seeing Kroger racing.
0: Stenhouse, yep.
1: There you go.
0: He's been good there. Uh, he's been good there every fucking year, dude. He's been good there every year. Let's end on a high note. <laughs> I get to go celebrate. That's good. Yeah, uh, hopefully uh, a little bit more of a teaser. Things are kind of waving yep. and, w- and wobbling. and
1: I got to say, didn't feel great sitting down. Still feel a little under the weather, but I feel a lot happier. I think today was a fun episode.
0: It was a very fun episode, and the fun is only going to get bigger and better.
1: Sounds good to me. Uh, I'm good. All right, then for GMAC, this is Winnie. This has been the Outlaw Blitz Podcast, and as always, take it deep.